You're listening to The Marketing Trench, the official podcast where no real estate professional gets left behind in the pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. A podcast designed to help you build the foundation of a powerful real estate career. Join real estate experts Ricardo Bueno, Marketing Technology Director at West, Dustin Stevie, CEO of Lighthouse Escrow, and Scott Shang, partner at Bywise Mortgage and founder of Find My Way Home, as they bring you real-world strategies, marketing ideas, and solutions straight from the trench. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dustin, what are we talking about today? (laughs) Yeah, welcome to episode five. Today, we're going to be digging into Uh, the subject of setting expectations when you meet with clients, especially with regards to marketing technology that we're talking about. Um, and so to set the table here for a second, the, the thing that we've all run into in our various capacities is we go to conferences or we ourselves are talking to people and we roll out the tools and we see the potential of the tools. Mm-hmm. We've actually seen the tools we're talking about work. But when we start talking about them, are the people we're talking to, our clients or our you know contacts start having very elevated outsized expectations. And the expectation starts to feel like if I do this tool then all of my problems will be solved. Like that that's an overblown version of it, but that's like basically what people start aiming at. Yeah. And so you have to be able to have the conversation where you talk honestly about tools. You want to talk optimistically about them, right? Like you nobody wants to sign on to something that <laughs> Goodbye, Scott. <laughs> for those for those who aren't watching on camera, Scott, just drop behind the table. Uh, he fell asleep. I was trying to raise the arms up. I dropped. I dropped. Bottom dropped out. Uh, That's so, what Ricardo's mom said. <laughs> so so you start having that conversation about tools, and what ends up happening is you know you. you you want to be able to make people excited about the tool, but then they get too excited about the tool. Like they think, okay, it's going to solve all my problems. So how do you talk honestly about a tool? How do you talk optimistically about a tool? But how do you not oversell a tool? That's the subject of today's conversation. Um, and not just from the perspective of us, you know, maybe pitching tools or telling people what we're doing, but also if you're adopting a tool, how do you avoid yourself from running into the problem of adopting a tool and then stopping using it after a very short period of time because you're like, oh, this isn't delivering. On the promise. I actually think that the, I actually think this conversation is even deeper than deeper than that because when you talk about specific tools, I think the context where we started this conversation off air was um, with lead generation with new prospects. So there's there's operational and systemized tools to help you run your business, um, but we've kind of been talking a lot about automation in the uh, lead generation and conversion uh, space. The last 30, 60, 90 days, especially. Yeah, yeah, no, because well, I mean, because listen, consumer direct is a really is is a is a very serious thing. Is you have. Uh, you've got a lot of eye buyers out there in the real estate space. You've got Zillow taking over with with uh, you know generating all the leads and the whole selling your clients back to you. You put your listings up and Zillow uh, gets them sells back the leads. And so th- there's a lot of these technologies out there. So individual uh, individual business owners, real estate agents, mortgage guys, um, they want to compete in that space too. And there's definitely ways to do it, but we don't have the money and the systems necessarily to make it flow and, and right. create those expectations. The the very first thing I think that 
you need to understand is there's two, there's only two ways you get new business. You either get it from a referral, sphere of influence or professional referral, or you can get it consumer direct, you're buying online leads. And kind of specifically what we're talking about is the online leads piece, because it's a much, much lower conversion. There isn't a pre, the, the, it doesn't come in with a relationship attached to it. And, uh, and you have to have different expectations. If you think that these are clients or prospects, you're thinking about it wrong. So where the technology comes in is the technology comes in and it basically helps you to manage through the much, much lower conversion rates and create some sort of automated conversation and conversion touch points so that you can bubble up the people that you potentially can have a conversation with. So it's that mindset. It's that perspective of going from a lead is not a, well, in my business and the mortgage business, it's, we say leads are not loans and they're not. And in the real estate space, leads are not home buyers and they're not home sellers. They're names and phone numbers for the most part at <laughs> right. an email address. <laughs> right. And, and there is a, there is a <clears throat> tremendous trust gap between a consumer filling out a form on the internet and you getting a commission check or even getting a conversation with them. And uh, recently, uh, because that's some of the things that we do for our businesses and in in our business, me as a lender, uh, we do some of this stuff for for our agent partners and Ricardo for a living. You you go out (laughs) and you teach agents how to use these tools. And um, and we see it over and over and over again where we're looking at it and we're almost falling out of our chairs with with the response, the engagement that they're getting. And they're like, this doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) And it's weird. It's mind blowing. And and it's, it's a mindset. I mean, Ricardo, you run into this every single day of, of unreal. I I don't want to call it unrealistic. I want to call it uneducated expectations, perhaps. Why? Because they don't know, (laughs) they don't know what they don't know. (laughs) <laughs> so it's okay. not that they they're not unrealistic expectations because there is there are nuggets of gold in there but you got to you you, you gotta I think do a lot of shoveling and a lot of sifting. I think so Scott and I were talking earlier in the week and I was expressing some frustrations with um just some some, some frustrations in general you sounded t- like a drunken sailor. How <laughs> <laughs> you express your frustrations? <laughs> the technology I think you made a comment earlier and the, and the comment was that technology isn't supposed to replace having to do the work. Yeah. So no matter what system you're yeah. implementing, that system, that piece never replaces having to build trust or do or right. do the work. And I think for a lot of people, they feel like, why isn't this working? Well, right. at, at, at Dustin's point, we're not, we're, that's not how they're sold. They're sold that they replace the work. So when you go to when you go to the websites or the webinars or the conferences, <laughs> they're sold as done for you. To, yeah. They're done as done for you solutions when they're not. So let me extract something that I heard you say at the very start of this. Um, it's kind of this whole point that you're making. The first step here in managing your own expectations or the expectations of people you might be talking to to pitch a product is to be very aware of what it is that you're getting. So in the case of leads, those aren't loans. And you have to be aware that those leads that come in, that's not money in the bank. That's mm-hmm. just a different kind of work that you have to do now. So that that's is that fair to say like that's like one thing to do to manage expectations is to be aware that 
when you push the button or turn the key, you're aware of what the product is that you're going to receive. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's almost not. It's definitely not any less work. They're actually consumer direct or online leads are actually much much more work than a direct referral. But the 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 kind of the interesting part about it is because it was originated through technology. You can use technology to help augment to bridging that trust gap we say it in our presentations to assist the sale to assist the sale right right and 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 the the job is earning their trust it's not that's the challenge when somebody's referred to you and i say hey you need to work with dustin you actually did that for us like last week you sent somebody over and you said hey somebody was asking about a loan and they came to us and it's like hey if dustin referred us over then he's already vetted them he trusts them so i trust them also that i that sent doesn't, you somebody and said that i trusted you it not me, Josh. Yeah, it was Josh. Yeah, it was Josh. It was my partner. It wasn't. It wasn't the obvious. Like, who would? So it's like, oops. <laughs> Damn it! Blew that relationship. Burn that bridge. So, so, so now our job, our job as professionals, becomes we have to br- we have to build that bridge to uh, to bridge the trust gap. There is zero trust when people are filling out information online and in a lot of cases they're not even they may not even know somebody's going to call them they may be thinking that they're going to get an answer or a solution by answering but you know by filling out a form mm-hmm. maybe they think they're going to get a list of homes they're or they're going to download or they're going to get a download yeah. or foreclosure properties <clears throat> or Definitely. below market properties or a list of open houses who yeah. knows or in our case they might think they're getting an interest rate Right. Oh, what are today's interest rates? Let me fill this out. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and so there's a there's a disconnect there. And and the overwhelming majority of form fillers and button pushers are are using that for the convenience of getting instant gratification. It's the Google users. It's 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 our attention span is I want it. I want it now. I expect it as quickly as I can type out the question and press enter. I want an answer. But so when that lead comes in and like, that's when the job starts, that's when the yeah. work begins. And I think the false expectation is a lead came in, either they're going to buy or they're not. And if they say no on the first attempt, this is a bad lead. Or if they don't pick. And up. that's, so that's, 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 yeah. that's yeah. kind of the expectation that it is. That's the overwhelming expectation that I see day in, day out, day in, day out. So then, Ricardo, to your point, maybe the second, maybe another way to manage expectations or a second way to manage expectations is to have a clear idea of the work you have to do once you get the product. So in this case, the product is a lead, right? So you know the product you're getting, you're getting a lead, not a loan. And now it's like the second thing is, now I know what work I have to do. And and people misunderstand. They think, oh, I got this call. That's a deal. And I should be able to pick it up. And if they don't accept the terms of my deal, then that's no good. And what you're saying is, no, 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 like you're starting a conversation or you're starting a relationship or you have to deliver. Like there's there's certain kinds of work you have to do and that work isn't you're not closing them. Right. Well, and there's also there's a very um, building a database and and nurturing a database is also very much a long game. A lot of people, uh, a lot of consumers that uh, initiate the process online. uh 
are not necessarily they're in a lot of them are in the research stage mm -hmm. a lot of them are in just the very very early exploratory stages they're not ready to talk to somebody and so because there is there is a a large percentage of those people that will do something over time and and it's and if our expectations are i call them three times in two days and they don't pick up and then you don't put it into a CRM, which is what we've been harping on on our other episodes. Mm -hmm. That CRM is another part of that machine. You got to get them in there. You got to you you got to uh, you got to nurture those things. You've got to build that trust over a longer period of time, so that when they are in a in a position, it, it's almost the law of reciprocation. But over it, but in the, it's the long game. It's being there and becoming familiar enough. It follows the same rules of marketing and advertising. Uh, somebody has to see your thing several times before they notice it once. They have to notice it several times before you even get on their radar. And then if they notice it enough times when they are in a position and make a decision about that particular thing, you're one of the first people that come to mind. And they're like, you know what? I feel like I feel like this guy has given me a ton of value over a long period of time. Let me call him up and get their opinion. That could happen in three months. It could happen in three years. I've literally had people call me back that <laughs> said hey you, I, you talk to me or, or or i've been you know getting your emails watching your website for five years six years or we had a conversation eight years ago that happened before <laughs> and it's like now i'm ready and i'm like okay cool i i don't really remember the, the conversation <laughs> but it was an investment in that relationship right and that's what we're talking about you can use automation automation to deliver that investment into that relationship. But a lot of people don't get instant feedback, so they assume it's not working. Right. But just because they're not raising their hand doesn't mean they're not listening. Yeah, I mean, to use kind of a metaphor, it's like if you're planting a garden and you run a drip line, right? So you go plant the seeds, maybe like a little plant or something, you run the drip line and it runs automatically. Um, you know, that plant is getting watered every day. You don't notice it because drip lines are quiet. And when they drip, there's not a lot of water going on. But over time, the plant grows and it flowers. Eventually, it'll flower. But it's going to take months. It could take a year. Did you start a flower bed this week? I did. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> You're like a no. psychic. No, it's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was perfect. That was perfect. You don't see the water going in, but it's seeping into the ground and it's putting, it's creating nutrients and, it's, right. and the plant is growing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a, it's a and, metaphor. And, and along the lines of doing that kind of, you know, perpetual work, um, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking more about um, your garden, my garden, <laughs> and how beautiful it is, <laughs> and how I hope the succulents don't die. <laughs> you can't kill succulents. No, okay. I've managed to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not taking botanical advice from you. <laughs> and the metaphor just died. <laughs> I lost my thought oh, with the no. metaphor. So, okay, well, let me let me pick something up. So, again, the thing there's there's an element of there's an element of trust and faith that you are doing the right actions so that your prospect will bloom, right? According to your metaphor. So, if if you're not doing anything, if you're not investing anything in that relationship, then what's building that trust? And some of this comes to some of this comes to done for you, uh, drip in a box, automatic email drips, mm -hmm. these kinds of things. There's absolutely an element of consistency, regardless of content. 
but the, there, there has to be some good content in there. There has to be something that leads the person to believe that you are, you're a real person. You're resourceful. You're a real person that if they were to pick up the phone and start to talk to you, and I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story, but the, the greatest compliment that I've ever received, and I've received it more than once, is um, people who would call me from my website. They would say, you know what? You sound just like your website. You sound just like your writing. Oh, that's huge. So, that's hard to do. Yeah. Well, it's it's not when you're not smart enough to do anything other than just be yourself. <laughs> so I just, I, I mean, I never trying to trick people. I'm honestly trying to share my experience. And, and as professionals, you've got to remember, and I see this so much in the mortgage space because we've got these lenders out there that are, that are spending hundreds of millions of dollars to convince people that this process is something other than it actually is. And it is still a challenging process to get into a home as well. It should be. I mean, you're borrowing hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're probably making the single biggest purchase in your entire lifetime. These are monumental life events. And there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of risk assessment. There's a lot of somebody has got to be comfortable lending you the money. Uh, there's a lot of these things. And then you've got these commercials that say, oh, push button, get loan. And it doesn't work that way. And <laughs> but so it does work that way sometimes. It, it works that way if you are the rare person that has that, well, we call it hair. So if there's no hair on the deal at all, so like you have, you have no second jobs, you have no other income, you own no other properties, you get paid hourly or salary, it never varies, you've been at your job forever and you have perfect credit. You're absolutely going to sail through that process, but the very second you don't, and that's the rest of us, you know, the very second you don't, if you're self-employed, if you're entrepreneurs like us, nope, you're not going to make it through that process because that telemarketer is going to get twisted up and they're not going to know what to do. I'm talking about loans right now, but the loan is an important piece of that real estate piece. Yeah. So if you're going out there and you're saying, look at this beautiful home, that's an easy sale. Yes, that's a beautiful home. Now, what do I got to do to get that home? And then you got to go to the hairy part, which is you got to talk to the lender. You got to basically open the kimono, tell them everything about who you are, what you make, how you spend your money, how you save your money, and and all of that. And uh, that that kind of – so if you watch a TV commercial, you don't know that's the process. But if you're talking to somebody, um, let's say for the next six to nine months, you explain to that client coming from you in a series of videos or emails and you say, Hey, listen, I see you're interested in potentially buying a home over the next nine months. I'm going to, I'm going to help you come get you, help you get comfortable with this process so that there are no surprises along the way. And if you do that, you don't know if people are paying attention to that, but you damn well can be sure that at the end of that process, they're going to be like, that sounds like somebody that really cares about me having a good experience. That's going to be the first person I'm going to call, hopefully. Okay, so two things have emerged as you've been talking. So the first thing is one way that you manage expectations uh, when you're meeting with clients is understand the narrative they have in their head coming in to meet with you. So in the case of loans, you've got Rocket Mortgage out there, push button, get loan. And when someone comes to you, and it may be like that, but it probably won't be like that, You've got to be ready to deliver a plain English, 
explanation that doesn't sound like you're hedging or trying to create wiggle room that the client does, you know, that can be dangerous because someone sitting across the table can you from you can start feeling like, oh, Scott's saying things to me because he's trying to he's trying to confuse me and get me into the abyss where then he plays games and makes money and I don't know what's going on. That, that that's we deal with that in escrow all the time, right? It's like if 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 there's any kind of uh, ambiguity happening, people begin to look at us and like, what's happening? Is the title guy up to something? Is the lender up to something? What's my real estate agent doing? So that's the first thing. That's the first and there's thing. There's a lot that goes on in the background mm-hmm. that, quite frankly, the consumers don't want to know about. Right. But sometimes they feel compelled to say, okay, now all these things are going on in the background. Um, you don't have to worry about that, which is probably the worst thing you could say to somebody. <laughs> but they also aren't going to really grasp all of the moving parts. There's a lot of moving parts in buying a house. Yeah. And so and so maybe not only are you in, in doing that, managing your own ex- or their expectations, you're also managing your own. Because if you if your expectation is I can make my deliverable as simple as Rocket Mortgage, you're wrong because you don't have millions of dollars that Rocket Mortgage had to well, there because they're a quick end product, right? Yeah, the only deliverable that Rocket Mortgage has is an online application. Yeah, but how much money do you think they spent on that sucker? Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. Right, exactly. So <laughs> you can't replicate that as an individual, and if you try to you're going to fail and you're not going to be as good as them with their millions of dollars and their legions of developers and designers. But I have the same technology as they have for getting an application and getting an approval and going through the process actually better. But all they're doing is getting people to fill out a form. That's the entire purpose of those hundreds of millions of dollars. They're not backing it up with anybody that gives a shit about them. Right. We, they don't need to because that's not their business model. That's not how their business model. It's burn and it's churn and burn. It's right. just it's crank it through. The, the, the no hair people the no hair make people, a ton of money gonna, off of them. Exactly. And if you don't fit into that box, they're not telling you that you could qualify for a loan somewhere else. They're just saying, eh, you don't qualify. You said something that was important. You said when you're sitting across from somebody and you're talking to them, you need to be able to put yourself in their shoes. It's that empathy Um, You have to have empathy for the consumer. That's a lot harder online Mm -hmm. because the only thing you know about somebody online is they don't want to sit across the table from somebody. They don't want to talk to somebody on the Mm -hmm. phone. If they did, they would have picked up the phone and called somebody. So the only thing we know, we know two things about them. We know they're curious and we know they don't want to talk to somebody. So that's a hell of a thing to have to overcome. It can absolutely be overcome because it is every single day, but it is a process. It's a drip line. It's a drip line for an annual that blooms for you know one week and it blooms for 30 days a year, right. but it takes 11 months of nurturing to give it enough nutrients to bloom. And so let's go, in, let's go back now. Uh, so we're at now uh, point number uh, four and um Along the lines of the drip line metaphor, you have to know what every tool in your tool belt is doing to, you know, nurture or help you do the work you need to do. So, for example, in the garden I planted, um, I have a ratio, which is a smart like watering system that, deter- you know, detects like wind and, and rain and all the rest. And then it turns on my sprinklers and turns them off automatically based on the you know, weather conditions and stuff, right? So you're Freaking not millennials. I used a hose when I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> Automate it. There's an app. <laughs> so that serves one function, but then the actual like drip line itself serves a different function, right? Mm-hmm. 
So the Rachio isn't running the water to the plants. That's something else. And then even once you're at the plant, there's a little like nozzle that controls how much water goes in and out. At the, so now extending the metaphor to sales, right? There should be a part of your uh, sales funnel process that brings the water in and controls how that water is coming in. Like the Rachio controls the water flow from my house out to the plants. That would be like your lead. It also jam. determines the best time. There you go. So it determines the best time to do it and the right frequency and the right. It, it's really kind of, yeah, it's determining when to send those things out and when to provide that, you know, those signals that says, OK, turn on the water now. These are ideal conditions. Yeah. So and, that might be like your Facebook like ad or something like that. I don't know exactly what the c- conversion is, but like you need to know to manage your own expectations. You need to know when you take a tool off the shelf, what is that tool? doing yeah is it generating like flow is it bringing the water in is it dripping is it controlling when the stuff goes out uh you know going you know going back to the metaphor the thing that actually drips at the plant maybe that's like that's the final touch point so that maybe that's your email or maybe that's the ringless voicemail or maybe that's the text well and and here's a let's expand on that and uh again when you have that automation if you have if one row is this type of plant, so if one row is this type of lead source, and then this row is a different type of plant with a different lead source that requires a different uh, frequency of, of nutrition, right. you can't treat each of those. So that okay. so so that that mechanism, if all it's doing is turning on and off, but this particular row needs half as much water than this one, and that's not built into that process it's it's got to be it's it's going to be different so it can't be one size fits all there's right. going to be it, it's not just turn it on turn it off sometimes you have a drip sometimes you have a sprinkler well and you have different so so to translate let's let's bring this back home to mortgage and real estate people sometimes it's different types of communications in different ways so so the what we're usually doing is we're layering different types of outreach and different messages mm-hmm. and different communication so that when the right message at the right time hits the right person, that person's coming up. So sometimes you're sending them two or three different messages. Sometimes you're calling at different times of the day. Sometimes you're sending text messages or you're making phone calls or you're doing things like that. You never know what somebody's going to respond to. So sometimes you're layering a bunch of different things. And, you know, we'll, we'll see all the time somebody says, well, I don't want this to go out at that time. And you're like, well, okay, the majority of these people aren't going to respond at any time right now, so we don't know when that is. And uh, and, and it kind of has to go out because you don't know what everybody's individual timing, interest, all of that kind of stuff is. So, right. So to manage uh, – I we recently – you recently had a client that you looped me in on kind of the conversation you were having with them, and the client said that exact thing to you. You're using this tool. It's dripping people. I don't like the time that it's going out and dripping. And what I'm hearing you say is, yeah, uh, we don't know the perfect time to actually hit the people with the drip. So the point is drip them and let them self-identify the time. And, and sometimes it's also – sometimes it's also is is – is a communication going at a time that you think is inconvenient? This particular one was early in the morning. Um, does that mean the entire system doesn't work? All right. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, so you have, you know, 
they ignored you when you, they're going to ignore you if you send nothing. They're going to ignore you 95% of the time, regardless of what time you send it out. And in this particular case, it was a, it was a text message that went out in the morning. So what do you, is, is your assumption that, that they have their, their text alarm super loud with their phone on their pillow <laughs> and that you woke them up and they're going to be mad and now they think you're a jerk? No, chances are they're going to wake up, they're going to see there's a message, and they're going to ignore it like they do all the other ones until they're ready. See, right. but we, we talked about that, and you said that, you know, oftentimes we're looking at from our own perspective and our previous past experience. Yeah, and we're treating it like we're sitting across the table from them. You're not sitting across the table from them. You do not have a relationship with them yet. Yeah. All you're doing is just throwing – you're throwing – lines in the pond you're right, just lining right. up fishing poles and throwing out lines you don't know when and where or how yeah yeah that's right and so to manage you know I, I just keep coming back around to the subject of managing those expectations if your expectation is that this is anything other than throwing the lines in the pond right because again you don't have a good sense of what this tool is really supposed to do or where it fits in a process or anything else then you're going to find yourself burned out and angry because you're not getting the results you think you're supposed to be getting mm -hmm. uh, people who are responding enthusiastically that can't wait to shake your hand and give you a hug, uh, sign your, you know, uh, listing agreement or, you know, get a loan application going or opening up escrow or whatever the case might be ordering prelim, right? Like if that's your expectation and that's not happening immediately, you, it's going to lead to self-defeat. So, well, I mean, think about it. If you or anybody you know, or if somebody played a joke on you and put your name on one of those forms online and everybody knows what happens when you do that, your phone rings nonstop <laughs> for about two weeks straight and then it starts to die off. Yeah. So there, those companies that spend those hundreds of millions of dollars know that they are going to inconvenience the shit out of you by following up like absolute crazy, and they're and and hoping that one of these times you you pick up the phone and then they're going to try to they're going to try to pull you in. Right. And it's so, a numbers game for them. They're just running percentages. Right. And and we're not comfortable. We're not necessarily comfortable doing that as entrepreneurs. We don't like that. We wouldn't want to do that to somebody else. So we're probably we're we're a little less aggressive, which means we're a little less effective at getting those people on the phone um, because we're not carpet bombing them with right. with uh, with marketing. And uh, and so you're giving them a little bit of you're giving them a little bit of time. It, it's. It's just understanding. Yeah, it's, it's it's setting your expectations. It's knowing that this is, it's knowing what it is because once you know what it is and once you see the magic of it, I mean, it could literally take a good six months. I mean, I think I, I've told you guys this. When I started my website, I didn't get my first deal off my website until 18 months. It was over a year and a half before I made money off of the very first person from my website. And for the first 12 months, I mean, you don't hear anything. Right. You don't know who's paying attention to that <laughs> stuff, but when they do, but you're putting, you're making that investment because once you get the machine going and once you build a big enough database, somebody in that database is going to come to the top. One of those fish, all you're doing is, is, is when you're doing online marketing and you're doing consumer direct, you're just, 
you're feeding that pond. You're just dumping in buckets of buckets of fish, buckets of fish, buckets of fish. And eventually one of those fish are going to be hungry. And, and, and eventually you're going to have so many fish that when that one fish that's been in there for six months gets hungry, guess what? There's another fish that's also been in there for six months. That's going to be hungry right after that one. So it takes a long time to build up this machine, but it's important to have all the parts in place. You have to have the CRM. You have to be able to have that long-term communication and nurture. And then you have to have a mechanism for when they do raise their hand that you get right in there and you, and you, you build that relationship. And quite frankly, by the time they contact you, they already know you. They, right. they already know who you are. They already trust you. You've bridged the trust gap and, uh, and they're ready to do business with you. So I think that's really the fifth and kind of final, I think, expectation setting piece of advice we have, which is because you're not dealing with warm referrals in the case of you know what we're talking about here, which is lead gen primarily from online, expect to play the long game. Mm-hmm. And if you don't expect to play the long game, your expectations aren't set properly. You're you're going to burn out. It, this I mean, this also ties back into our past client episode. It's mm-hmm. the exact same thing. If you're not nurturing those past clients, um, they you're you're going to lose them, and you're always going to be out there trying to fill fill that pond. But it really is the same process. You still need to communicate with your past clients mm-hmm. over a long period of time. It's, it's almost the exact same thing as the prospecting piece, except for you haven't built a relationship yet. Ricardo, right. you're awful quiet. You have, <laughs> you, you have more experience in this than, than, than we do. What, my, what my, advice is all, my advice is all tactical advice. But like, yeah, like it, what? Well, no, it's, it's when you're getting online leads, what's your short-term nurture strategy and what's your long-term nurture strategy? Right. And it's understanding and activating those systems so that you do have an aggressive. What I preach is, you know, have an aggressive short term contact strategy. When those leads don't convert, you're you're trying to convert the, the hot opportunities. Right. And then if you don't aggressively convert somebody within those first two weeks, then you put them into a long term group campaign. It's and not it's not a just, bad lead. It's a database. Right. And it's just, you know, we're using technology like you say in your presentations, like we say in our presentations, we're using technology to assist the process of nurturing that relationship and make a sale. And I think the mistake we make is we're using technology to deliver commission checks and that's not it at all. Well, and, and all the way back to how Dustin opened is, is that's how they're sold, right? They are sold this, the, the, the successes are sold, not the process, mm-hmm. not the, not the timeline, not the, not managing the expectations. All right, so I want to quickly recap the kind of five lessons and then what Ricardo just said, because I think it's really valuable. So the first, you know, if, if you're trying to manage expectations yourself or your client's expectations, the first thing to keep in mind is that you need to know the product or the result you're going to get when you use a tool. Leads, not loans. That's number one. Number two is know the work you need to do once you get that product, right? So it's a difference between thinking I'm going to close a deal versus thinking this is the start of a relationship that I need to nurture. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the third thing is you need to be able to explain the process when, as you're nurturing the relationship, you need to be able to explain the process in plain English, understanding with empathy, like you said, Scott, uh, what the other person across the table from you is feeling. You need to be able to explain the process in plain English so that they understand what's about to happen. And you're managing not only their expectations, but your own. 
because they might be coming in with these baked in assumptions of I'm going to push a button. Everything's going to magically happen. And you're like, okay, that's, that, that's how it's sold. That is a very, that's, that's a, that's a hook, but it's a very narrow set of people that that applies to. And so now let me, you know, plainly explain, this is what's going to happen. Right. Um, and that also helps you manage your own expectations. So in your case, Scott, you know, you, you're up against like rocket mortgage or in my case, you know, there are automated platforms that are starting to merge on the escrow side. It makes everything seem really easy, but it's like you, you as the small, you know, independent entrepreneurial person can't replicate with the big dogs with their tens of millions of dollars are doing. Can't replicate. It's hard to replicate their software, their software part. You can, but you can deliver other things of value, such as a real human experience that the algorithm wouldn't deliver because the algorithm would cut them out because they don't fit that narrow band of people that are targeted by the algorithm. Um, so explain the process in plain English. Um, fourth, know what every tool you're, uh, you've decided to use is actually doing. Is it creating flow like a Facebook? It's filling a pipeline. Is it determining drip? Like maybe a good CRM. Mm -hmm. Is it determined? Is it the actual drip itself? Like the thing that's touching, right? It's a, is it a sprinkler or is it like a little drip nozzle, right? Is it a text message or is it an actual phone call, right? Understanding certain relationships, uh, to use the metaphor of the, the garden, some plants require very, very small amounts of nurturing over, you know, very occasional periods of time. Some plants require lots of nurturing over, you know, even a short period of time, like a tree drinks a lot more water than a succulent, right? So understand what um, every one of the tools you're using is doing in the process. And then finally, understand that unless we're talking about getting a hot referral from somebody, which this whole podcast hasn't really been about that, it's been about the kinds of, you know, kinds of leads you get from online primarily, you're playing a long game. And if you don't have that expectation in your mind, then you're going to be in trouble because it's not going to deliver those immediate results to what Ricardo just said. If you think like tech needs to assist your process, uh, but it's not there to deliver you commission checks. I mean, it will over the long period of time. It gives you an opportunity to build a relationship. It doesn't build the relationship. It doesn't 100%. build the relationship. I mean, it, it, it contributes to building the relationship, you know, like if it deploys videos that you're making, for example, then that helps build your credibility with an audience. But it's not going to do, it's not going to be the thing that closes the deal and gets you the check. Well, you don't so, get to it's not lean back. In so other words. I, I, so here's a, here's a perfect example. And this is this is going back to the example that we've been having this conversation about is this particular person. They're doing um, they're we're using Facebook. We're generating leads, buyer leads on Facebook. And this, there was this one situation that um, that made them very, very uncomfortable. But on a very, very minimum spend of the P of the leads that came in, one of them said, one of them got a hold of the person, talked to the person, the automation, this was an automation. This wasn't the actual person buying the leads. This was part of the automation. It's a pro it's a outsourced ISA. It's a, it's a somebody who follows up on the leads for you. ISA is an inside sales, associate. inside sales associate. It's essentially a 24 seven service that follows up on your leads for you for like that, that hot period. Um, they spoke to somebody, uh, they're in New York. They said they, they talked to them three weeks ago and they said, uh, 
yes, we are interested in buying in California. We are not going to be in California until the 23rd. We're on vacation in New we're York on, at the moment. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're not, but, but we're going to be coming to your state and we are interested. That was a live phone conversation <laughs> that somebody had, but this person who's, who's using this process because their expectations were not consistent with what was being done, they said, Oh, this doesn't work. Shut that off. We don't want to do this anymore. This doesn't, this isn't working out for me. It, it, I'm, I, you know, the fact that I feel like you inconvenienced one person means the whole system doesn't work. I'm like, bro, you got somebody who picked up the phone, had a conversation and said, yes, call me. I'm going to be in town in three weeks. Yes, we are interested. That is a golden opportunity. And when you look at the return on that investment, it was amazing. But unfortunately, this person had wanted to abandon the entire process because they because they thought one thing didn't work the way that they thought it should. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't a long game view because they were expect, expecting commission checks when they pushed the button. Yeah. And, and it's 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 unbelievably frustrating because we have so many years of experience doing this <laughs> and we're like, yeah, that's that's that is a really, really good result. You should be yeah. you should be stoked about this process. Yeah. Yeah, and to Ricardo's point, then you know, once you have your expectations properly set, then you can start thinking really tactically. You know, you can sit down with somebody yeah. like Ricardo and say, "Okay, I now understand like the whole frame of reference here. You know, I've got I've got my expectations managed." And Ricardo can say, "Great, okay, so here's what we're going to do for a short term nurture. Here's what we're going to do for a long term. Here's how you should phrase it. Whatever." And that's that. That's that messaging. That's mm-hmm. the what message goes through what medium. What's the frequency of the messaging? What's the mm-hmm. consistency of the messaging? And what is the message? And and how do you build that trust over a long period of time so that you have an opportunity when they're in a position to do so? Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, you know, there are other things that should be done to, to manage expectations. Like I learned some lessons the hard way, had my expectations set high, and it turned out that it didn't work out that way. Uh, go to our community and contribute your ideas. We'd love to see them. We'd love to interact with them. Uh, you know, and, and maybe if it's the kind of thing we look back and we like, oh, man, we, we did miss that point. We might cycle back around and uh, talk about it on the podcast. Uh, check out our short show notes to see where you can uh, sign up to the, you know, join in the community and how you can contribute. Um, and uh, if you want to, you know, see any uh, more thoughts that we may have had after, you know, publishing this podcast, we'll be putting those thoughts in the community as well. This has been the Marketing Trench Podcast. Until next time. Yeah.